You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. You know what that is? That is the sound of straight talk. This is your opportunity for 30 solid minutes to help influence the direction of this show. If you uh, have a question about anything that has anything to do with our Catholic faith or what's going on in the world and how our Catholic faith should respond, now is your opportunity. You can do that by calling 877-795-0122. Once again, that is 877-795-0122. 0122. You can either leave a question to be asked, or you can stay in the air and actually ask it yourself. Or, if you are afraid to do it that way and you just want to be totally anonymous, you can also submit a question via our Facebook page. So, once again, 877-795-0122. Any question under the sun that our Catholic faith might have a response to, and that would be just about anything. And so, uh, this is your opportunity. Do not be afraid. If you've always wanted an opportunity to talk to a priest, ask him a a question that is of importance to you and you were afraid to do it or didn't have the opportunity, now is your chance. 877-795-0122. So I've been super busy with the State Fair. I worked yeah, there in with the my State sister. Fair, huh? And so I, ne- I can't keep up on stuff. But, but let me ask you, what's going on in the news that might spark some questions? Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, we just had a couple of great things that happened in the church, particularly. So, you know, so yesterday was the 25th anniversary of the of the death of Mother Teresa and also her feast day. So that was kind of that was kind of cool. And then the day before that, one of my all time favorite popes was beatified. Oh. You know what that even means, Cindy? Yes, it means like the last stop before being made a saint. And so. John Paul I on Sunday became blessed John Paul I. And if you remember, Cindy, we were originally planning our group tour to Rome so that that we could be at that event Mm -hmm. because John Paul I is one of my all-time favorites. I love that guy. And so now it's blessed John Paul I. So that's exciting as far as like news going on in the Catholic world. So this was kind of a big weekend for that. So did they, what made them do that now? Did he, did they find him like... Well, there's a miracle. There's a miracle that was approved. I don't know the full story about it, but the miracle happened apparently in Argentina, I believe. And I can't remember the details about it, but it was uh, given the go ahead that there was no that there was no explanation um uh, no natural explanation as to how this miracle happened and so they saw it as a direct correlation between um uh, uh very deliberate prayers for his intercession and that this was a, a miraculous healing that had no other explanation for it and so the details of it i am not sure and the 4th of september i'm not exactly sure why the uh, pope picked that date other than what worked for his calendar but it also happened to coincide with um, uh, the uh, period of time in which Pope John Paul I was Pope, because he was Pope for only 33 days. So he was elected on August 26, 1978. And so during only a month period of time, he was our Holy Father, and it was September 4th he would have been Pope back in 1978. So uh, just a great um, a great thing for the Church, and um, I'm looking forward to to going to Rome and seeing if there's any souvenirs left of John Paul I's stuff when we get there. See, So um, for the listeners... Uh, Cindy and I and a bunch of others, well, not a bunch, a small group, what, eight of us total are going to Rome. Yes. A a big part part of your mom's group. And Mm -hmm. we'll be uh, finally after four tries, I think, since COVID started, we're finally going to get there. 
Hopefully. Amazing. I think yeah. I got kicked out on one of those tries, but I'm back in. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how go. you got in. We, I mean, we were very deliberate about <laughs> kicking you off the, <clears throat> off the island, but you're back on. So 877-795-0122, I'm a, I'm a nerd about Rome, and so if you have any questions about Rome, the city of Rome, or about church history, about politics going on and the church's response, anything, anything, I'd be happy to tackle it. You can either call that number that I've said 10 times already or via our Facebook page and submit a question. Now, you said you want to get some stuff from the St. Paul, uh, St. Blessed John Paul I. Do you have people there that you've contacted to see if they would hold on some stuff? I mean, you've got connections there. I do have connections in Rome, but it's just going to be trinkety stuff and gift gifts. So when you go to Rome, if there's like, uh, well, maybe (laughs) if you go to Rome after a beatification or a canonization, these gift shops almost always have something from that new saint or that new blessed, you know, because they're trying to appeal to the people that are traveling there for that purpose, you know, people that have a devotion. And so lots of times those things, lots of those things, those go away after a while. And so they're all bought up. So hopefully in October, they'll still be there. Cheryl from Brinson. Hey, Cheryl, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you, Father. I was so pleased to hear you and the bishop talk about healing, because I've been reading a lot about Pope Benedict's life, and he said that after World War II, Germany and the people of Germany, even the religious who um, martyred themselves because of the Holocaust, because they hid people and uh, they refused to to, um, adhere to the Nazis' um, policy, that there was so much shame after the war for Germans that he said we didn't even want to talk about it, himself including. And when he said that, after I was reading his books yesterday, I thought, that's so true, because he said the shame numbed them to healing. Mm -hmm. And he felt that the German people, because of that shame, he said kind of just didn't want to dialogue, and he said he hopes now with the way the world is, you know, because of the monstrous abuse in um, the clergy, that there will be healing. And he said that without that shame being removed, it prevents people from healing, and the wounds get deeper, and they're covered over, and people just want to move on. And he said that healing is the most important thing for those wounds. And I've been talking to some of our young priests, and they admitted that there is so much shame, and I'm wondering, what can we do? Uh, the bishop talked about healing, but what practices, um, what events can take place that will actually promote healing? Yeah, no, that's a that's a good comment, Cheryl. Just as a as just a heads up, so not a heads up as Brinson. I have fond memories of Brinson, Minnesota, because I always used to go grouse hunting up there. A lot of good hunting up in Brinson. Anyhow, so uh, that's beside the fact, Cheryl. But so you know, you know what, uh, you know, even though I'm not one of the younger priests anymore. Uh, I remember living through 2002 as a fairly young priest and, you know, all the, you know, the clergy sex abuse that was really, you know, being exposed and, and being on a more than a number of, more than a few occasions wearing my blacks out in public and having snide comments made, you know, and so uh, it's like they would, they paint everybody in, with, with the same picture, you know, and so I think that, you know, I mean, you know, there's always a process, time heals all wounds, obviously, but, you know, I mean, uh, there's always going to, there's always sin in the church it doesn't matter what era we're in and we have to recognize the early church fathers often would refer to the church as the chaste prostitute meaning that it was um, chaste that it was guided by the holy spirit but a prostitute run by sinners and so 
uh, you know, to not stay in the level of shame. You know, shame is might be good for a little bit, you know, because it helps us to be humble, you know, forces forced humility maybe, but then also to recognize what is sin and what we need to root out. But to, to get beyond the shame uh, ultimately is what we want to do. And, and, I, and I think obviously, you know, I mean, the new generations, we want to just avoid the public and private aspects of sin, right? And so uh, if we um, just start living virtuous lives, more and more, hopefully, then that, that shame will, will will subside. But yeah, shame is uh, uh, something that we always want to try and get out of and not wallow in it for too terribly long because that's never a positive thing. But you know, I, well, I'm I, glad that you said that, Father. Uh, I'm glad you said that because the other thing that Pope Benedict said was there is no healing without holiness. Right, and imagine what it was like to be in Germany right after World. War. I mean, so let's say you were a patriotic German, and it's like, yeah, you know, we want the Germans to win, but you didn't know what was going on, you know. And so it's like, right. once you found right. out what was going on, then yeah, I mean, th- in Germany they don't want to talk about that. I mean, more and more as time goes on, you know, obviously that's a generation that those people aren't around very much anymore, and so you can look at it with a more, uh, you know, level head in regards to what happened in their country, you know, but. It's not just on a national level, it's even on all of our personal levels. We've all sinned, we all have things in our past that we regret and that we, when we're younger and dumb, you know, and and God can always work beyond that. You know, I mean, uh, everybody has regrets about things that they've done. And so if we stay in that regret, we're never going to grow. And so we just have to accept God's forgiveness and and recognize that his forgiveness is always going to be greater than our sinfulness. Thank you, Cheryl. That's a great insight. Thank you, Father. All right, God bless. So. Uh, we do have uh, uh, we, we do have some more questions in the hopper, and so that's that was a very good uh, mm-hmm. question. You know, I, I think that you know, I mean, I, I keep thinking of this uh, Alessandro. Um, what was his name? Alessandro Serenelli. So Alessandro Serenelli is the guy who who uh, raped and killed Saint Maria Goretti, and I mean, just think of how bad. I mean, and he was just a young man when he did that. She became a saint. And now there's pushes for his cause, for his canonization. And so it's like, you know, because, you know, he had a major conversion and he became a very holy man. And it's like, and, you know, I mean, nobody I know has ever raped and murdered a saint. And so if he can have a cause for his canonization, you know, being promoted right now, then God can get past anybody's past sins, you know. That's a good point. That's why I like Paul. I mean, Paul Paul, used to kill Christians. A lot of our saints are um, a a big-time conversion experience. So we do have another uh, listener uh, not on the phone. This is Mr. Smith. Can bishops and popes still knight people? That's a good question. So there are um, uh, there are um, uh, papal honors that you, I mean, some of them are knights, and I don't know if bishops can do that. But there, there's definitely some uh, papal honors. The pro ecclesia honor, I think, is the most well known one. But there's also, I think, that there's an honor of um, a knighthood in honor of Saint Sylvester. I believe there's a handful of them. There's a handful of these papal honors that we refer to them as that would have been traditionally viewed as knights. And so not the knight in the way that you might think of it in regards to watching King Arthur and the Round Table, but just uh, particular honors that that the Pope bestows on uh, laymen and uh, clergy alike that have been nominated by other bishops. And so certainly the Holy Father can do that. And um, I would be remiss to tell you all the different examples of that because there uh, traditionally have been a lot of different examples, and some of them are still pretty prevalent. In fact, when I was a um, a pastor at St. Benedict's here in Duluth, I actually um, uh, nominated a guy for the Pro Ecclesia Medal, which is a form of knighthood. And uh, the bishop at the time, Bishop uh, Schnur, nominated him to the Holy See, 
And he received it, and that was Harold Madison. So in my priesthood, in the years I've been priest, uh, I've, um, uh, I've been part of one uh, time where somebody got a, uh, a papal honor that would have been considered kind of a knighthood. So yeah, that was kind of a cool... Um, cause I'm I, waiting so, for mine. Yeah, well, <clears throat> on to the next question, I hope. So 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. Or through our Facebook page. So we've had a number of good, uh, well, we've had two good questions. And so we're waiting for other listeners to chime in there. We still have a good 16 minutes to do this and uh, uh, have your questions ready. Any any questions for me uh, for me there? No, Cindy? but, you know, I, Based I, on what was I loved asked? what um, Bishop was talking about. Like, it just feels so comforting listening to everything that he was saying this Does, morning. So isn't, just aren't you that. comforted by my homilies when you hear them? I'm always comforted comforted Aww. by your homilies. Even though they're quick, they're like, they hit deep. Yeah. Well, you know, you missed my homily this weekend. I, was, I used Legos as an oh, example. seriously? I did. Oh. <clears throat> so... Cindy's got people in her life that are really into Legos, and so you and so I had Legos as a no. as a prop and everything. But uh, no, no, you're not so ever going to hear about it. And no matter who you ask, they're not going to remember how it went anyhow. So, oh, well, I'll still ask. But I don't normally use props in my homilies like that. But you know, I mean, a few times, sometimes, but not sometimes, much. sometimes they work. That toy you got in Rome. That's oh yeah, that was that's I use that's that for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've done that. that a couple uh, almost every other year. I'll use that. 877-795-0122. So when you go to Rome, Cindy, next month, you'll see that there's all sorts of people that are selling things like that. I mean, anybody that's been going, has ever gone to Rome, there's a lot of people that are going out there and trying to peddle their wares and a lot of uh, unique toys and really just really cheap junk that is made in Japan and they just get it in, in bulk and sell it for profit. And so... It's just one of the neat little things about any big city, right, where there's people trying to make an extra dime off this, off of the uh, tourists and pilgrims. 877-795-0122 or via our Facebook page. So what do you, so the bishop gathering that they're doing in Rome, are they, that's something new or did they no, do that before COVID? No, it's been going on okay. for a long time. I don't know when it started, but it's like baby bishop school. And so they would do it on an annual basis, maybe even more, maybe twice a year. I don't know. But uh, all the bishops throughout the world would go to to classes, basically, to learn how to be, a, you know, to be a bishop and how to act as a bishop. It's like it's not like you go to school to be a bishop, you know. And so you you learn by what you observe other bishops have done in your past that you've worked with, and then uh, you get taught by the Holy See by the Vatican. It'll be interesting to see what he comes back with. We'll have yeah, to interview yeah. him again. He didn't sound like he was too terribly excited about going. I know I'd be so excited. Well, Rome? I, no, well, I, I, I think that you know, if you're it. really really busy. You know, I mean, it's like you don't want to get away, you know. But anyhow, yeah, eight seven. But that's sometimes when you really need to get away. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Don't be a chicken. Call. We've only had one phone call so far, and uh, um, uh, you can also do it through our Facebook page. Any listeners, you can direct this conversation. Even a controversial. I like controversy I in know. a positive light. I like. I like like the hot button. Topics and stuff well, that's like what that. I was trying to bring out of you at the beginning. Is there anything else that's kind of that I haven't kept up with? Well, you know, I, I mean, this is I don't know if this I did this talked about this on the air last time or not. I, I'd watched the um, I watched a video with parishioners of mine. The uh, I don't know, it was probably about a month ago. No, it was, it was um, uh, what is a woman oh, with Matt yeah, Walsh? I've been wanting to see that. So Matt Walsh is a he's a basically he's a conservative commentator, but he basically did this um, 
this documentary on what's going on in the world today in regards to like the transgender stuff and the uh, you know I mean basically it's in in a way it's like canceling a women right because like mm-hmm. women's sports you know and and you know new Supreme Court justices asked what's a woman her response was well I'm not a biologist and so it's like there's this real uh, concerted on the, on the uh, I would call a demonic level in regards to attacking. Uh, how God made us, male and female, <laughs> and and this Matt Walsh does this um, uh, this uh, documentary on called "What Is a Woman," so well done. It's definitely not for children. It's definitely a very much adult orientated conversation and discussion about uh, a, really a hot topic that I think the church needs to talk a little bit more about uh, these days. And we we need to be a beacon of truth for this. There's something really sinister in the most real sense of the word going on right now that is really attacking gender especially gender of women in a particular way in our world and so we have to stand up for it and we have to be able to withstand any type of pushback and blowback that we get from something like this but uh, i have it's my intention at this point anyhow is to have that show uh, available for um, uh, parishioners some evening here in the fall. Oh, I totally in our gathering agree. space here, we got a large yeah. television and uh, to to be able to play that. And, and somebody said to me, "Well, don't you think that's a little too political?" I said, "No." I said because the abortion issues deemed in a political realm too. But we do everything we can to to fight that uh, that evil. And so why wouldn't we do this, right? And so uh, it's not a political thing. It's it's a it's a what I would call a common sense sort of thing. What a tricky evil thing to do, though. I mean, like we have eyes to see, but. Just the destruction, and you can see well, it happening. Well, what it's doing it, to young it, kids. Oh, I just can't even. Like, there's, I mean, uh, you it. see it all the time. You know, I mean, you hear about news stories all the time about how, you know, like they have what they call gender affirming operations for kids, for minors. It's like, that's, they, they use terms like gender affirming. Well, oh, that sounds great. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's affirming, it's a great thing. But what gender, quote unquote, affirming is, is sex changes on children. Now, I mean, I can't even imagine the Roman Empire doing something like that. And so, why are we doing that as a as a culture, uh, uh, promoting that? And that's what's going on all the time now. And it's just like it's all a part part of what we just had this here in Duluth. We had the Gay Pride Days, you know. And so it's like, what's going on with that? And as as a church, we have to stand up for the truth, do it in a compassionate and loving, charitable sort of way. But we still have to speak for the truth, and we should never be afraid of that. Call in with your questions eight seven 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 nine five. Zero one two two eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or via our Facebook page. I'll just give you another example of this. Um, uh, Cindy is like, so I'm a big Twins baseball fan, Minnesota Twins baseball fan, and in the past I used to watch it all the time, but then they got so political. So I, I've, I've like pulled back from watching it and and really supporting the Twins because of what they do. And like one, exa- I can't even remember the exact month. Maybe it was June. Like they have they have Gay Pride Month, so it's a whole month. But then in July, then they have Gay Pride Night. And so, so it's like, why, why are they, what is, there's definitely a clear agenda that's, that's happening with this. When our sports are doing, it's like, why, why is that so important that you have to promote it in, a, in that type of an arena? A whole month and then a night the next month? It's like something sinister about that. There's something demonic about that. Mm-hmm. And so, I, anyhow, I hope to get some questions. 877 This is one of those things I have, I mean, I have no problem talking about any topic under the sun uh, because the, the church has to stand for the truth, even if in, uh, in an extremely unpopular way. So you can submit your questions via phone. We've only had two so far. It's kind of lame. I'm going to give the audience like a 
D so far. <laughs> and uh, They've you done can also, really well, you though. You can also in the submit past. your questions via Facebook, 877 Well, I'll tell you this gender reassignment is crazy. But even people who don't even get reassigned, who just claim that they're mm-hmm. the opposite sex, just from my experience with talking to these young people who are doing this, they're never happy. They're never happy. And some of them, I do think do it just to belong. Right. Well, I I mean, that's what's what's happening now. It's like, so it's like, you know, of course I don't have much presence in the public schools. And so, but from what I'm hearing, you know, it it used to be, and I could be a little bit wrong on this number, but it used to be, I believe 0.6% of the population that identified themselves as quote unquote trans. Well, do you think that's the same number now? No, no, it's because being promoted as like the cool thing by our media and by society. So that number is going to be skyrocketing because young people are so impressionable. And you know, that age that they're hitting is the age that they're confused. And, Already. I mean, it's the perfect age to hit them that they might be something different because everybody wants to feel like they belong. And it's always an awkward age. And so you can kind of guide people, I think, a little more you, when yeah. they're 11, 12, 13. Right. You see nothing in this but demonic. There, There's something very very dark about what's going on you know every generation has something you know this is this is the one that we're dealing with now and i I don't know how it can get much worse than this because you you, then you see things like you know i'm like these drag shows that are for children it's like it's just insanity it's like these things would have been you would have been locked up in jail you know 15 years ago, 10 years ago with this. And now it's like, it's being promoted and celebrated. Mm-hmm. It's just insanity. And as you see Christ getting pulled out, you see all this coming in. I mean, oh, definitely a pattern. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, of wake up people. 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. There is, there's absolutely um, uh, no reason why I wouldn't encourage people to watch or the uh, Matt Walsh, What is a Woman. It's Again, it's, it's for adults, but it's a very intelligent and even entertaining in a, in a respectable way uh, um, expose on this topic which needs to be talked about needs to be talked about 877-795-0122 or via our Facebook page we're talking controversy here and so we want to stir people up to ask some questions <laughs> I'm all for something like that alright it looks like we have ooh, oh Mary welcome welcome Mary from North Dakota what town in North Dakota Mary <laughs> I can't say Oh, okay. Don't say. It. I don't want to. Know, I don't want to know what town you're from, Mary. But but go ahead. What uh, what do you have for us, Mary? I just, you know, I just want to thank you so much for bringing this conversation around to the transgender ideology that's going on around us. And I really appreciate that Real Presence Radio is is letting this conversation be held so that others can hear it too. Father, I'm I'm telling you, it's it's very important what you're doing and what you're saying this morning. And we see it all around us. We see it coming at us in our school systems. And you're right. It is devastating to children to be introduced to this stuff. And I'm just so grateful that you're bringing it up today. Thank you, Mary. I, I appreciate that. My fear sometimes is that we're preaching to the choir. But even, even the choir needs to be addressed. You know, we, we need to be bolstered in regards to this, this challenge that we're facing. You know, it's like I've got a little small um, uh, um, uh, school. Um, uh, not It's a school. Um, uh, what? What's a, what's a network of schools called? A school board or well, anyhow, close by, a very rural area um, uh, that is dealing with the same thing. Very rural part of Minnesota dealing with this whole transgender stuff in their libraries and stuff. So it's everywhere. It's pervasive. It's not just in big cities. So it's like, uh, it's just it's just crazy. And so I have members of a school board from a different school uh, just talking about what they're facing with the same thing. So it's like there's a very deliberate 
intentional <laughs> act about causing this confusion. But, but Mary, thank you for your comments and keep listening. And, Which, and thank you for being bold and for, for saying what's what and for promoting the truth because that's what we thank, need. Thanks, Father. Thank you, Mary. And I, and I also want to acknowledge Real Presence Radio because they're great. You know, I mean, they, they give us an opportunity to always speak truth, you know, and, and truth in the face of the secular, godless society that we're in is going to be a challenge. And so um, thank God for Real Presence Radio. So so eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We're coming towards the end. And like clockwork, as we come towards the end, we have questions coming in. And so that's funny how that always happens, but it always does. But we still love the questions. 877-795-0122. We do have another comment or question in the hopper, but we are waiting for it to turn green. So, uh, yeah, uh, hard conversations. Uh, lots of times, uh, you know, well, actually, I'm going to actually take the question right now. So Julie from Montana. Ah, Montana. Montana Julie, we love Montana. You might be our first caller ever from Montana, <laughs> even though you're not on the phone. Why don't our priests talk about these issues, abortion, gender, from the pulpit? Well, uh, first off, I, I, wouldn't say that they, I, I wouldn't say that they don't. I think that there are some priests that do. You know, we have to be kind of inspired by the Holy Spirit in a very real way. When I, when I look at my... When I look at the readings in the morning, uh, Julie, I, I kind of think, I pray with them, okay, what am I going to sp- speak of based on these readings? There are many times that come up in my priesthood uh, in regards to where the tough subjects really do come out. And, and uh, Cindy here is one of my parishioners. She can probably attest to the fact that I do hit hard topics fairly often. Sometimes I think I do it too often, so I take a little bit of a break. But we're, certainly you should encourage your priest to do it. Don't tell them to do it, but encourage them to do it because... For heaven's sakes, if the priests, the representative of the church, don't talk about it, who's going to? And so we, we need to encourage our priests and give them support. Say, we need to hear about this. We, the flock, need to hear about this. Where does the church stand on that? And uh, so be encouraging of your of your priests. Lots of times priests are afraid to delve into things that are controversial. Even, even though these things shouldn't be controversial, priests are very often hesitant to do it because Priests are human, right? They want to be popular. They want to be liked. They don't want to be uh, thrust into a bunch of people with the blowback. But you have to support the priests, encourage them to do it, and and pray for them. But uh, I love talking hot topic issues, and so uh, that will be something that I'll, I'll always do. But thank you, uh, Julie, for that question. And for all of you that have been listening to these, uh, submitting these questions, we'll be back right after this break talking to Andrew Hilliker, the president of Stelmars Academy, the very first time we've had a Catholic high school in Duluth, the diocese in over 50 years. He will be our guest right after this very brief break.